Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast, Monday Morning Moments with John O'Leary. Marlon Rico Lee reminds us that the very thing that you take for granted, others are praying for. You know, I used to be a huge procrastinator. It wasn't just a motto. It was a way of life. I believed, why do today what can be accomplished tomorrow? Working, though, as a hospital chaplain in my 20s woke me up to be far more intentional in savoring the profound gift of each day as well as celebrating the wonder of simply being alive. One experience especially stands out from those days. It was late in the evening and I was on call. A patient was brought into the hospital after suffering a heart attack. The frantic pace of the staff gave every indication that the situation was dire. As the patient's family arrived, I ushered them into a private room near the emergency department. The role of the chaplain in these situations is to sit with family, to serve as conduit to the staff, and to offer any emotional, physical, or spiritual support to alleviate the agonizing tension of waiting for family. The unknown and the sense of total helplessness is the hardest part of the waiting. On this evening, in spite of the best efforts of our medical staff, there was just nothing that they could do to revive the gentleman. After exhaustive work, a doctor came into the packed room, explained what had happened, and shared with the family that their loved one had passed away. Shouts of anger and agony filled the room. I can't believe he's gone. Couldn't you have done more? I thought we would have had so much more time together. It's just too soon. It's too soon. He was healthy and he was vibrant. He wasn't ready to go. No, this just is not right. This just is not fair. Even though I did not personally know the patient or his family, in their cries of agony, I ached with them. What I remember most about that evening, though, was not the heartbreak or the grief. Tragically, as a chaplain at a world-class trauma center, it is common to be with families when they learn of a loved one's death. It's always painful. It's always tragic. It's always heartbreaking. And frequency does not make it any easier to bear. But no, the reason that I remember that evening and that family and that grief so vividly is because for the first time, I saw that regardless of age or circumstances, the loss of a loved one is always shocking. The man who died that evening was 86 years old. Though he'd lived close to a century, no one expected him to pass away. No one imagined he'd get sick. No one fathomed he would not be there tomorrow. And I don't think they're alone. Few of us ponder honestly the profound fragility or the beauty of our life at any age. Several thousand years ago, the author of Psalms reminded us, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The goal of life isn't to number the days just to keep score, but it is to number them in order to live them out passionately, faithfully, intentionally, and lovingly. Since that evening spent with a wonderful family mourning the painful passing of their patriarch, I've tried to focus on numbering my days. This attention reminds me daily what matters and what does not. 
It informs what I say yes to and what I say no to. It reminds me that the time with my parents is fleeting, that my role as a parent to little ones is ephemeral, and that the time with my wife that we have together is a sacred gift. My friends, knowing that tomorrow is not promised should not scare us. Instead, it should give us the conviction to be far more intentional in living vibrantly now, like right now. So today, choose to number your days. Rejoice in what you have and those gathered around you. And in the midst of the anxiety and the difficulty and the unknowns of this day, remain confident that this day remains a gift and even better days are yet to come. My friends, for this time and until next time, my name is John O'Leary and this is our day. Yes, it is. Live Inspired.